Greetings and welcome to the bygone bar crawl. A rambling stumble through history. My name, my nomenclature, of course, is Xavier. And I'm Kate. You actually missed the last one, the the it first intro that we recorded for this episode. He he was a pirate. It that was one awesome. was way too interesting. I had to tone it down a little bit. I he did. He did. It was it was pretty impressive. I didn't want people to you know be sodded. This is a history podcast, of course. You know we don't we don't want people to get too excited. So <laughs> like scared people away. The exactly. First oh, exactly. You know we we may have a couple people actually interested in history listening to this. So we don't we don't want to get too crazy weird with it. And plus, we're not doing pirates yet. I'll let you know when I when we start discussing pirates. There are some Florida pirates. There are some good Florida yeah, pirates. Yeah, so. I, I know about a couple. So yeah, but today is not them. about no. Florida pirates. No, nope, we it is not. have something specific about trees. No, what? What? It's about oh, worms. Because did you see the the thing up top there? The is it about? That's my source. Rocks? Maybe? No, my source for this is the National Park Service. So that's <laughs> why. That's why he's using this. So it's neither so, about trees, rocks, no, nor worms. No, it's about none of those things. Okay, all right. So I'm... this is part of our special little thing where we we gallivant our way outside of Florida. They let us out occasionally. It does not happen very often. They don't it's really want of... Floridians to leave Florida. Yeah. If it were we up go. to the U- United States government, we would cage off Florida yeah, and have us live the rest if of our you lives. Are worried, if you're not worried about climate change... Then think about this. When the oceans rise and Florida no longer exists, we're going to be moving in with y'all. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you should start worrying about climate change. Yeah, look Just out. Just saying. Uh... Georgia, <laughs> South Carolina. Georgia is like just as bad as. Yeah, Florida. I was about to say. I'm trying to find some place that would actually not look like out, Floridians. New England. We're coming for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look out, Oklahoma. Oh Jesus, poor Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but this, yeah. So this one is one of the ones where we're leaving Florida for a little bit to dabble in some of the interesting things from around the country. Maybe one day we shall visit the rest of the world. I don't know why I went into that either. I hope we, not. We've been drinking. American for history a is while. too much for me. I can't even. Yeah, there's too enough. Well, see, because American history is so interesting because of how fast and loose it is with yeah. people and how people in charge have just pretty much just done things just defiant of logic and God and yeah. man. And, you well, know. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, though, that's one of the reasons why I felt that we needed to leave Florida a little bit mm. because the Florida, the Florida things that happen are so absolutely insane that they take forever. There's just so much yeah. craziness. And like this way, if we dip our toes into the pool that is the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, I can I can just get it in and out of there, and um, I'm only going to look up on the National Park Service on this one. I didn't use any other sources. Not and even Wikipedia? I did not even use Wikipedia. I'm calling Wikipedia right now. Um, they're going to be they're upset. They're going to be very upset. They're going to ask for their $5 uh, dollar donation <laughs> no. in advance. <laughs> be nice. Give them the donation. It's good stuff. Um <laughs> So, this time, we are going to Chicago, Illinois. Oh. Um, And we are going to talk about the Lucy Flower 
Technical High School for Girls. Okay. Um, it was founded in 1911 by a woman named Dr. Ella Flagg Young, okay. who lived from 1845 to 1918. She was an educator and a suffragist, and she named the school after a reform- the reformer, Lucy Flower. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Fowler, and it's not. It's Flower. Nope. It's like pretty flowers and all that stuff, except... So, get that in my head. Um... So, and Lucy Flower was a major reformist, a major reformer, and her big point of activism was actually in the juvenile court system. Wow. Yeah, right? Okay, you don't see a lot of people advocating for that kind of thing. Right, exactly. But that's who this was named after. Nice. And it was the only all-girl public school and the only female vocational school, only female vocational school in Chicago's history. Wow. Um, and uh, there was a female superintendent, a female principal, and an all-female faculty. And it was um, specifically technical training. There was home ec. There was um, uh, overall academic stuff. I'll get into that. Okay. But it had all of these things. It was technical. That was one of the big things. Yeah. Um, but it was also open enrollment for girls. Which meant that, you know, this was a time when Chicago, as a city, all of the city services were segregated. Yeah. And this school did not do that. That uh, black girls, white girls, uh, a major uh, part was uh, children of immigrants. Mm -hmm. uh, Everyone. And they were racially integrated in most of their ways. I'm going to get into the couple ways that they didn't quite. But... Given that the entire rest of the city was segregated, yeah. and the entire rest of the country, and all of that, that was pretty That's damn impressive. Insanely inclusive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the time specifically, like yeah, and yeah. in most cases, like I said, they they the girls all worked together and did stuff together. Yeah. So um, at the beginning, it started off, you know, once again, it started in 1911 and started like in small areas, and it was. It only started with 75 students, and only two of them were black. Okay. Um, but in the 1920s, um, it became a bigger thing, and enrollment grew. Sure. And they finally moved to the building where that became their, their final home. Yeah. And it was built in 1927. And it's actually that um, this building is, is on the National, Histori- National Register for Historic Places. Okay. I don't know when it was added. I should have noticed that, but I did not. I failed you. I'm That's sorry. That's fine. No. Okay. Oh, good. I, uh, you, you didn't fail me. I'm here I just, to the right. You failed the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I will do better next time. <laughs> no, I probably won't. <laughs> um, okay. So the curriculum... It was uh, the the technical part of it. There was dressmaking. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time saying this next word. Millinery. See? Huh? That seems but, fine, yeah. but I don't know the word. That's the um, like hat that. making and things like that. Oh, yeah. um, nice. Institutional cookery. Okay. Uh, beauty culture. Nursing. And then after World War II, business was added. Cool. And all but the nursing and the business were two-year programs. Yeah. Because a lot of these girls, they needed to join the workforce to be able to do this. Yeah, most vocational stuff Um, is two-year programs. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good thing. And um, and the because it was a technical school, the education in those programs was very focused on those things. It wasn't just um, – it, it made a big deal of, of separating from vocational 
And oh. yeah, it, but it was it was a technical thing. Technical. Okay. So like I'm the sorry. cookery for the ins, the institutional cookery uh, classes, like the first thing you did was you started learning about like diet and nutrition. Right. And for like the dressmaking, the first class was the care of textile fabrics, where you learned about the different fabrics and how to wash them, how to you know do stain removal. All oh, of that okay. Kind of so fun you're stuff. going so like very. Yeah, you start yeah. baseline, and you start like with a good foundation for each of those exactly. courses. It's not just like, all right, here's how it's done. Here's yeah, you do it. It's yeah. not just throwing it, throwing somebody into the kitchen and being like, here's how you cook an egg. It's right. The, okay. This is why this is important. Okay. Um, the there were approach. still gen eds required, general education was yeah. required um, in English, science, math, all of that kind of stuff. And it was actually they were known the this school was known that the 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 academic side of it was good enough to get into college and to the point where in 1948 a flower tech student and unfortunately i don't know who it was or their age because it didn't say um and i didn't do other research um a flower tech student became the youngest girl to ever pass the university of chicago entrance exams wow yeah nice so like that's the kind of thing that they were doing and at the same time, though, they did have to take home ec classes. Yeah. Um, that was one of the big things that uh, that even on the National Park Service in the, in the article that they, that they were posting was about how there was a big issue between the, um, with, you know, gender issues and women's issues throughout the 20th century. It was a big deal about, okay, what, you know, what do you teach girls yeah. that, you know, for a long time, it was thought that if you were going to teach girls something, it only had to be about the home. Right. That they didn't need the rest of the education. They just needed to be able to learn how to make the home. But, okay, now but now they have to work outside the home. So let's go ahead and teach them all of the stuff outside the home. And this, the, this school, their whole purpose was is that they're going to teach – um, they're going to teach for these jobs, for these vocations. Right. So yes, there was that part. Um, but then they're also going to teach the academic. But then they're also going to teach how to take care of your home. Yeah. That they purposefully covered all of these areas. And and girls had to be – girls took all of the classes. Like if you were in the dressmaking, you also took home ec and academics. Yeah. And that was a really big deal, once again, especially for – girls of color coming up for black girls for um the children of immigrants all of that yeah it is a a very inclusive school yeah and and, and i mean that's why i was surprised and i mean i guess that's why it was so boundary breaking for this school Mm -hmm. specifically is because whenever you hear about suffragettes and especially like uh girls just generally in a collegiate level at Mm -hmm. that time period yeah a lot of it was you know like you said for the home you know, to, to to break it down and do, like, more, like, um, fundamental stuff and then, you know, having it apply to more so of, like, a general sense of just, like, oh, this is only the knowledge that you need to know to make dresses and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, you know, these are the fabrics. This is how you, you know, yeah. like you were saying, that, that's really cool knowledge to Isn't teach it? to just right? everyone generally. And again, this but, was yeah. starting in 1911. Yeah. This was not, you know, in this century. It yeah. was more than 100 years ago. Yeah. You know, we're we're talking what uh, 111 years ago wow. is when this was started. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, okay, so um, in 1938, a study uh, counted that 40 percent of the girls had foreign-born parents, and interestingly, so one of the things that is uh, dis- that was discussed in this was that one of the big things that was a major draw for 
immigrant parents was that I keep burping. I'm so sorry. No, no, I, I haven't there's even been noticed. There's a lot of alcohol. Oh my god. We've been at this um, since like four, oh, three o'clock, no, and now it's seven. I've just been drinking for a little while. Nah. It's okay. Um, but one of the things, speaking of not wanting drinking, but one of the things that um, the immigrant parents really liked was that there was, it was an all-girl school. Yeah. And that a lot of the traditional, you know, homemaking, things like that were still being taught. And that these were people who had left um, their traditional homelands, their traditional cultures, and we're in America and things were changing very rapidly. Right. You know, in the first half of the 20th century, things changed so quickly in America in terms of culture. And it was such a big deal. And so a lot of the immigrant parents really liked that this was a place where the girls could be safe. Yeah. And boys were actually not allowed within two blocks of the school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and you can see why a parent who doesn't speak English, who doesn't know what America is and just sees, you know, the late 1930s and into the 40s, how crazy everything is. Right. You can see why they would feel safer sending their daughters to this school. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it was a public school. It didn't cost anything. Really? They just got to send their kids. All they had to do was say, I want to enroll in this school. Yeah. And it was part of the Chicago public school system. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the 1930s, though, um, while 40% of them had uh, foreign born parents, about a third of the students were actually black. Um, this was the only integrated technical school in Chicago. Yeah. Now, so like we're saying with the integrated, one of the things, um, so uh, well, here, let me, sorry, brain. <laughs> um, so interestingly, uh, many of the black students went for the college prep. Okay. Uh, because there were a lot of issues with, in terms of the racism for getting into a lot of the vocations that they were teaching that a lot of black students could, black girls could not get into those. However, if they could get the college prep and go to college, they could do other stuff. Right. And also there was also a huge pushback, not just at flower tech, but at other schools that taught home ec that a lot of black girls, And the people and their families and all of that stuff disliked the teaching of home ec because a lot of it, like, just smacked of domestic service, which, you know, and we're talking, once again, we're talking about the 30s and 40s. We're talking about the Great Migration northward. Mm -hmm. Um, These were people who were escaping the leftover of slavery, the Jim Crow laws, all of that, Mm -hmm. all of the horrible things that were happening in the South. And then we're faced with a whole bunch of horrible things happening in the North too. And yeah. And so it's, this gave them a chance to have that college prep in ways that they weren't otherwise able to. Right. And in most of the classes, they were fully integrated that like the example that's used in the thing is the dressmaking that the black girls and the white girls had to use the same supplies and they made the same dresses and they did the same things and they worked together. And there was, you know, some of the people who went there, um, like some of them said that they didn't really interact much other than that. But some of them were like, no, I had friends. Who yeah. were so, I mean, it was, it really depends on the person. Yeah. It's a situation. person on person basis. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but 
the one area that was fully segregated was the beauty uh, that oh, black girls no. were not allowed to take the beauty classes. Oh, this is yes. even an issue today. Yes, I have stylist friends. I have, you know, people who are actively yeah. in the beauty community and that is such a it's still it an is issue. a thing. It yeah. is an issue. It is and a thing. And the other uh, big it's... thing was that the faculty remained all white. So, and like, it's the management. All of the yeah, teachers, the while teachers, they were women, yeah. they were all white. And that even as the rest of the world started to desegregate, uh, they did not. Ah. Um, however, finally, you know, just because things change and all of this stuff and... Um, that the school did go co-ed okay. in 1978, and then it did close finally in 2004. Oh, I which, was thinking that this was still no, thing. no, oh. unfortunately. Hmm. But you know, once once again, this you know, so much of what happened at this school was reflective of what happened in the 20th century, and you know, once again, with gender issues, with racial issues, all of this stuff, these were things where all of the stuff that was going on in the 20th century in terms of what people who had been kept out of, you know, had been kept out. Yeah. You know, this was a point where to help bring them in. And it didn't didn't always do it perfectly, but it did it better than 99.9% of the rest of the stuff. Well, I mean, even if the school had, you know, was past, you know, uh, in the latter part of the 20th century, at the earliest part of the 20th century, as, as, you know, it sounded like it was incredibly inclusive. It sounded like they were teaching a lot of women a lot of very, very useful things and and having that collegiate prep and, and having that collegiate experience. I mean, that kind of thing is more so of like a, a, a you know, you're, you're a torchbearer at that point. Yeah. You know, you're, you're able to pass it along. Yes. Even if the school, the institution it itself closes down. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're giving opportunities to people who wouldn't have those kinds of opportunities, yeah. you know, and that's incredibly important. And, yeah. and for that time, that, yeah. that's unheard of, <laughs> you yeah. know, so, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, as soon as I saw this, it was something where, I was just kind of searching for something interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, a technical school for girls? What? High school? What? And I just happened to read it and it was just like, holy moly. Yeah. That, you know, I, I'm a white woman and I have privilege and I recognize that. I can't even imagine what all of these different girls were dealing with. Yeah. And yet I can sympathize and I can be so impressed with everything that they did and recognize that there were hardships along the way and yeah. and still just be in awe of, of them and of the women who started it. That, once again, there were a lot of things, you know, there were things along the way that get messed up. That's just how it is. Yeah. But the fact that they did so much was just awesome. Yeah, I and agree. I have so much respect for... This whole this whole situation with the Lucy Flower Technical High School for Girls. Lucy Flower Technical High School for Girls. Remember that. Nice. Okay. Well, thank you again for a short little uh, history shot. You know, um, I appreciate you listening for you know this short amount of time, I and mean, it's uh, twenty minutes or so. Um, but yeah, I, I 
thank you and uh, I guess thank we'll you. see you on the next little tidbit the next little up. episode and uh, it is time to sober up if you're not sober <laughs> this is your here's your sign you need to sober up okay? drink some water drink the water I'm gonna go drink some water now even if you're not sober <laughs> or even water, if yes. you are sober drink, drink some water, some water. <laughs> <laughs> okay goodbye